time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I don't know about you, for after all, you are a free agent acting on your own desires and whims as it should be. But I don't know about you, but one of the problems I have with trying to believe in God is the people he seems to hang around with. Yes, them. Most of the time, to me, these folks who are really close to God are also terribly, uncomfortably close to being crazy. They're creepy. We can start with the fact, you know, let's begin with this. Let's start with the fact that Christianity is a religion that not only embraces human sacrifice, but also makes the suggestion that we're supposed to gather around the body after it's been sacrificed and take a piece. Help yourself. Take, eat. Take, drink, try some of the blood. The reason? In so doing, we're remembering the human being that was killed for our sins. This, I'm sorry. If, if this was presented to you in any other framework than your family's traditional way of worship, you would call it a horror flick. If you actually knew people who got around and sang these numbing songs only to eat little pieces of bread and wine, which actually transformed into pieces of skin and blood, you would scream. You might even run out of the theater. God knows you, you could ask for your money back, because if you think about it too much, listen, at that point, you could become an atheist. I, I don't know whether I, I, I don't know whether truthfully though, if you can be, ever be a good Christian if you haven't been a great atheist. Otherwise, you just you just listen to the information and it just comes out and you go yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hallelujah, amen, amen. If you haven't taken a season in your life to look at all the stories to look at Jonah and the whale and wonder if a man could live in the belly of a whale for three days, to look at Noah and the ark and wonder if you could get all those animals into that particular. If you haven't taken the time to go, what? Oh, wait, what? You really haven't discovered what the faith is all about. Because after all, if you're a Christian, the founder of our faith does some questioning of his own. After all, during the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, you've, you've heard it said by men of old. I mean, you've, you've heard all the stories. But he says, what I'm telling you, he says, you've heard do not kill. But what I'm telling you is you've got to personalize this. It can't be just on a, a tablet of stone. You've got to say, the reason I sometimes get to the point of wanting to kill people is because I'm angry with them without a cause. I, I don't know how to handle this, you know. Jesus himself goes through this kind of period of atheism where he starts questioning 
the religion around him. Why do you do that? When the Pharisees did not get mad at Jesus because he was one of the guys. They got mad at Jesus because he questioned everything. I, I don't know whether you can be a good Christian if you don't go through a path of atheism because if you walk down that path of atheism and realize how few benefits it offers and how horrible the retirement plan is, matter of fact, you figure that you you got to go back, you know, you got to trek, trek back and find something, something in that cluttered mass of relics, rituals, and remembrances. Relics, rituals, and remembrances that will grant you a belief system that functions here on earth, but also kind of tips its hat to the heaven. You know, we don't know what's up there, but you know, let's at least acknowledge that maybe there's something beyond our nose. Or maybe you don't think you do. Maybe you don't agree with this. Maybe, maybe you're right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Nobody can sit here and say, aha, you, you don't believe in God. Good luck. We don't know. We don't know whether you, you know, you're going to get to the end of life and your rendition of how this is was more accurate than my rendition of it is. I just don't have the initiative to love people, though. I don't have the initiative on my own to love people unless God is in on it with me. We, we've covenanted together to go, well, you know, this may not be the easiest thing we're going to do. We're going to uh, try to work with people. No, no, don't run away. Stay, stay, stay. Don't run away. We're going to try to work with people. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to help you do this. If I don't have a partner in appreciating humanity, someone who encourages me that it'll be all right, there are just a lot of assholes I'd like to kill off. And once I start about killing them off, I do something even worse. I, I, I marginalize them. I, I limit them. I start thinking that they're not as good as me. That, that suddenly elevates me to a position where I think I'm better than other people. I need the reassurance that there's a God who made me, and I'm not better than any other, other of the ones he made. Otherwise, I will start ascending far above the commoners. I'll have a good angle from that position to spit down on them. You over there! <laughs> right, right in the eye. I know that some of you would say, I don't, I never feel that way and all. I like people. Oh, gosh. Please just do me a favor. Don't lie. Don't lie. Religion gives you the creeps. And the lack of religion makes you a creep. There we go. It seems like religion gives us the creeps and the lack of religion it makes us a creep. So which one do you want? Do you want to kind of struggle your way through the creeps until you find a salvation, a, a way of life that, that is filled with nature, the love of God, and the appreciation for others? Or do you want to pretend you can hike your way through the Himalayas on your own and end up 4,000 feet in the air sucking for breath? Do I want to be around something that gives me the creeps or do I want to be a creep? I mean, I'm, honestly, you may not like how I b 
broken this down. Maybe you would like a more um, uh, um, positive representation of the situation. I understand that. You can create your own positive nature. You can say, well, you know, the, that Kring fellow, he, he had some good insights, but I'm not as negative as he is. Good, that's fine. I don't, you know, God bless you. You be the positive person. But it's going to come down to the fact. Do you want to be around people and things that give you the creeps? Or do you want to end up being a creep? Because the first thing creeps tell you is that life is about God. That is their main lie. That's religion's main lie. We're here. To, we have one function, and that is to worship God and to serve God. They, 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 they want you to worship God and admit you're a filthy worm-like sinner. I've never been able to get thin enough to be a worm. I guess I'd be a grub. Isn't that what they call them? Those big fat bugs. What's that over there? That's that's grub. No, no, that's that's Mr. Kring. He's right over there. He's a grub. They want you to sing songs that lift up the power of God and step all over your glory. You're not allowed to have glory. After all, God had to send a human being and cut him and slice him all open so you could have a little piece of his flesh to feel like you're going to go to heaven. What a great system. They are creeps saying creepy things. If God is the creator, he does not make huge distinctions between you and a flower. Oh, I didn't say no distinctions. Don't get offended. No one's saying that the daffodil is equal to thee. No one is sex suggesting that the tulip is like your tulips. No one's suggesting that. But if you don't stop every once in a while and consider what your life would be if you were a flower, then you miss the point of being on earth. Because a God who has made billions of planets is not necessarily going to distinguish so clearly between Bob and Carol from Ted and Alice. I know we want to think, God knows the hairs on my head. I got that. That's because he knows the hairs on a cockroach's legs. So, you know, so what? You know, but no, no, the Bible doesn't say he knows that. Well, yeah, but he does. It's this all-knowing thing. You got what I'm talking about? He's given us life. He's given us an atmosphere on earth. He's given us resources. For all intents and purposes, you might have meant, been meant to be a flower. It was that pesky Nazarene who told us. You remember he said, consider the lilies and how they grow. And then once we discover how that lily does not struggle to survive, we, we, we can imitate a really good attribute. You know, What are the seven best habits of a lily? Why can't we just read this book and become more like a lily? Or a rose, for that fact. Maybe we could become like alfalfa. Like, I wouldn't mind being sweet corn. You should become a bee, by the way. You know me. Do you understand what they do? Some people didn't understand, and we started losing 
the bee population. And the possibility, by the way, as we lost the bee population, we might be on the verge of starving to death because we need the bees to pollinate things so we can have fruit and food and survive and we don't have to start eating people and starting another new religion. <laughs> We're not only going to eat the body of Christ, now we've got to start eating the body of Bill. Ooh. <sighs> These things are not creepy. When you, when you look at the world around you, it's not creepy. You were intended to live your life as part of nature, not without nature. You're not supposed to thumb your nose at nature. Well, I know the birds have to go out and look for worms, but not me. I am not a worm looker. There you are. I was born. Yeah, what were you born for? Because if you go on Ancestry.com, you might discover 28% 28 of my ancestry says I'm a Nigerian person. So what does that mean? 28% isn't even half. 28% does not turn you into an Afrikaan princess. Just like 30% Anglo-Saxon does not make you the Queen of England. You're like everyone else in America. We're mutts. We didn't come from a kennel. We came from a dog pound. We're all a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this. They try to come up with a name for our type of dog, and it has eight syllables to it. Because we got so much crap in us, so much other nations from all over the world that we couldn't possibly couldn't possibly consider ourselves to be anything, anything but part of nature. You were intended to live your life as part of nature. You actually do have a kinship with the tree in your backyard. Don't get weirded out. I know there, there are people who just don't like this kind of talk. You know, it's, it's, uh, you, we kind of in America have divided up into three categories. There's the beer crowd, the coffee crowd, and the tea crowd. And we really like to make it clear. I'm sorry, Kring, you're getting into this. What is this? Lilies and flowers and bees and nature. I'm sorry. I'm a beer crowd. Well, I, I, I hear what you say, Mr. Kring. You know, I, 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 uh, gee, how can I say this? I don't like to go that deep with things. I Just give me a cup of coffee and let me get down the road. And then there's the tea crowd. Oh, it's about time. It is about time that we began to discuss our familial ties with the animals that place us in the jungle of our birth. We think we're in one of these categories or another. We're not. We're mutts. We're mutts. We come from all sorts of different places. That's why we can drink beer, coffee, or tea. doesn't make any difference. We are part of what's going on. Don't get weirded out about it. I'm not trying to turn this into something where we sit around, toast marshmallows, and pretend that nature is God. Nature is not God, but God is nature. 
God was there when we hatched this thing. God personally knows Smokey the Bear. If he created, then he created everything you see around you, and therefore, you can learn from it. You can adapt from it. You can, you can absorb the parts that explain why the planet is the way it is. Why do all the animals respond the way they do to the natural world around them? And we sit there and say, oh, what's the big problem? There's not going to be any problem. I'm going to buy my beachfront property. There's no problem. I'm going to put it right there in the ocean. What? The ocean's coming my way. Where's God? God is in nature telling you you can't build a house below sea level because sometimes sea level arrives. Animals know this. You're part of a magnificent system that works even better when you and I decide to honor it. Take a, take a look. I know this is a trans, weird transition, but take a look at serial killers. What's the first sign that someone is that kind, in that kind of trouble? They start clipping the wings of flies, killing cats, and destroying nature around them because deep inside of our Genesis mind, the mind that has come out of creation and evolution, there is an awareness that a sparrow, a sparrow does not fall in the forest without God being aware of it. Just can keep in mind that God said we're worth many sparrows. Wow. When you start thinking about it, that's pretty, that's pretty huge. Thank you. Uh, but don't tell the sparrows, okay? If you follow a bee around, yes, a bee on its daily activities, you see that this creature with this tiny little brain still has a huge drive and a purpose. If any human being had the intentional awareness and purpose the way a bee does, he or she would easily rule the world and still have time left over to watch a little Netflix. You see, bees don't quit. Flowers don't refuse to bloom. Flowers don't go, oh, oh what, what a bad... Not today. I, uh, I know I'm supposed to be an annual, but I'm, I, I think I'm going to change my major to be a perennial. For in other words, no blooms for me this season. Sorry. And trees don't, well, they certainly don't stop branching out. Though they would probably not have made that pun. Smart as they are. Yes, I'm creeped out by religion. To me, the Old Testament is like a horror story. But many times, nobody shows up in these stories to save the damsel in distress. We're just shown that there's this natural order that comes along, creeps along, just creating all sorts of havoc. But it's up to us to learn how to save our lives, how to save our friends, how to step in the gap and do things. Don't ask me to believe in a religion that contends it's better than everybody else. The chosen people. Really? 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 Do you think there is actually something 
in a, a, a completely pure Jew that wasn't doesn't have curly hair because Solomon went down and messed around with the Queen of Sheba and got him a little bit of black blood in there. You think they think that there's a pure Jew that doesn't have a long nose because his ancestors mingled with the Roman Empire people. Come on. Stop it. There are no chosen people. It's like it's like when you act like you're chosen here and you're preferred, you become this obnoxious brat. And it places a chip on the shoulder of every bully in the world. See, I often wonder about this. What, which came first, the bully or the brat? Did the brat walk around acting like he or she was better to such a degree that the bully felt like he or she had to strike out to prove worth? Or are there bullies out there who existed first and foremost ready to hit everything in sight, making kids become brats to defend themselves? It's a great question. While we're working on the bullies, we should be working on the brats. We should be taking a sense of entitlement away from kids who purposely talk to their mom and dad like this and say, I'm sorry, I got beat up in school. Then go to school and look at their friends and go, what's with your clothes? What is your brat saying to his friends? Not what is he telling you about the story. There has to be a stopping of bullying, yes. One of the ways we can do that is stopping the brats that we send to school who think they're entitled because their mommies and daddies just move at a second's notice to come to their aid. Here's the truth. None of us are innocent. Bullies aren't innocent. Brats aren't innocent. I know we want to find villains and heroes. I got it. I got it. But sometimes the heroes create the villains. And sometimes the villains make people overdress and overreact trying to become superheroes. Why? Because we're completely unwilling to become bees. We don't want to be part of nature. Who wants to be a bee? To be! No, not to be. Not me. I have to become something better than a bee. Now, if you offered me the position of King Bee, if that's available, give me a ring and let me know. But just to, just to be a bee and try to keep the hive alive. No, thank you. Can we delve into learning about creation, our creator, and our lives without having to become so creepy, religious, superstitious, and whacked out that no one wants to be around us? Atheism is not a great conversation starter. It's not a great way to get picked up and laid. It's just not. I don't believe in God. Oh, okay, thanks. I, well, that's interesting. Maybe I'll come back and talk to you if there's nobody else left at the end of the party. And those who decide not to believe in God end up not believing in a lot of other things, by the way, including you, including me. They eventually become disgusted with the world around them. You're a part of nature. I don't know if the 
the church is ever going to reach a point where we, 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 we finally land on that middle ground between let's go out in the woods and touch pinkies and think about what the tree is trying to say to us and sitting over and going, let's just chop up nature. There's no climate problems. Let's just use up all the resources. Let's just rape the earth. Is it possible for us to land somewhere between there where we say, yes, God has blessed us with resources and has a great hope that we will not only treasure them, but we'll use them wisely and we will honor and appreciate that they're in our lives. Remember, a bird brain can fly. A slug plugs along. And a damn cockroach survived the dinosaurs. Can you imagine if somebody had told a Tyrannosaurus Rex that he was going to be survived by dinosaurs? Hell, he would have laughed if they do that. After all, he was too virile, too powerful. He was also, by the way, too demanding and too selfish. You know, here's the truth. Cockroaches never criticize the cuisine. Here's what I have to remind myself every day. God is not absent from life. He is included in every aspect of the living, and he's constantly at work in the midst of his creation. So if you're living in Hawaii right now, it's the volcano's turn. It plugged up its emotions for a long time. We need to let it erupt, and we need to get the hell out of the way and let nature run its course. I understand we want to put out forest fires, but nature seems to know when there are too many goddamn trees that need to be filtered out. Sometimes we need to make ourselves part of the plan instead of part of the problem. Religious people give me the creeps. So do atheists. Is it possible that I can find my place in God's earthly nature? Because this is true. Planets and animals are content because they don't feel the need to be superior. Why in the hell must I? Why do I need to be the favorite, the the best? Why can't I just be good, getting better? Yeah, that's my new goal. I'm good, getting better. We must never worship nature. Nature is not an entity in itself. It is created, a beautiful byproduct of a loving relationship between Father God and Mother Earth. Just do yourself a favor. Understand that you're part of it. You're not it. You're part of it. Our beliefs can differ, but our mission, our mission must be the same. And the mission is always simple. Love your neighbor as yourself. You just need to understand that everything around you is your neighbor. All your neighbors. You are part of all of it. So the good news is, as Jesus told us, you are worth many sparrows. And the better news is, if you want to really become a believer instead of just a religionist, you should take the time to discover your sparrow within. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. 
Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.